Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for It's raining again. Oh for God's sakes, it's raining again. What the unspun. January. I mean, I have a guest here visiting for two weeks from the UK. I have three. I have three and, and one just left. And the weather prediction is unbelievably horrible. Okay, so or, I'm going to talk like, about the weather. You know, you know me with my atmospheric river experience um, yes. November, right? Okay. Yes. So I drove, for those who don't know, I drove through that atmospheric river. Our friends left 45 minutes behind us. Uh, we got home on Sunday. They got home on Thursday. Um, that's how in it we were. And um, so when I hear the words atmospheric river, it's terrifying because that was the event in mid-November in British Columbia that took out every highway in the province mm -hmm. and literally cut off the lower mainland from the rest of the country. It was terrifying. Yes. So yep. watching the morning news this morning on Global as I'm preparing to fill in on the Jill Bennett show today on CKNW, I'm watching Kasha pointing out the atmospheric river that's headed towards the West Coast. I'm like, what? That's my top story because I mean... It's no. January. We're used to getting rain here, but okay. I talked to Christy Gordon and here's the skinny. The difference between the atmospheric river that is packing a, a soggy wallop uh, isn't going to park itself. <laughs> isn't gonna park I've, it, I've heard that since my mom. There you go. Uh, it's not going to park itself over the province the way they did the back-to-back -back ones did back in November. This one's going to move through. Uh, does it mean that we shouldn't be worried about you know, fast moving rivers yes. and the snowpack melting late. And luckily the temperatures aren't super warm right now. So the snowpack that is like, I don't know, 40% more than usual, isn't all melting at once. Cause it's on delay. Like there's a lot at play again, climate is a discussion here, but mm -hmm. Christy Gordon, the senior meteorologist at global BC assured me that we news. need not panic. It's okay. not a time to panic here. It is, we need to be staying tuned to the weather reports and be mindful if we're traveling because there are the opportunities for some storms and what have you, thunderstorms and cells to that uh, is the season. But we don't need to we don't need to freak out the way I was freaking out when I was watching atmospheric river news, George. It's it's a little bit of yeah, a thing. It, it's just mostly then depressing, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's I guess move on to more important things like politics. But before we get to politics, can we talk about our podcast and the Apple podcast ranking? Uh, sure. Uh, you number three. We're number, we're number three. <laughs> For news or business news. I, I, I don't know why, but hey, we'll take it. We'll take we it. will. In Canada. Take it. I think in we're Canada. like 16th in America for some other thing. I'm like, what is this? Anyways. I don't know. Interesting. Unspunpodcast.com. If you have not found us, if you just clicked on us on Twitter, unspunpodcast.com, you hit subscribe and we'll send it to you each week when we do this on a Thursday. Little, as we... One of the, cause when, since we took this over from, uh, from, from our, our buddy McLean and, and uh, the Orca, I get, I have all the stuff now cause I put, put it all together. Now I get to see the maps. I got people listening in Europe and South Africa and it's pretty Hi. cool. Hi, Europe. Hi, South <laughs> I, know, Africa. It's like, I guess they were from here and they like want to catch up what's going on and we kind of fill everything in in half an hour of everything yeah. that's going on really fast in half an hour uh no guests just you and i blab it away unspun right taking the spin out of the political news of the day uh yes. we are hyper local 
whether it's municipal or provincial, sometimes federal and and sometimes even global politics when it comes Mm -hmm. into play in a way that, you know, I think at some point in the next week or two, we'll probably be touching on the January 6th hearings that kick off uh, today, televised on all major U.S. networks, except Fox. Shocking. But we do. How do you say gubernatorial? Yeah, one of the candidates, he got arrested by the FBI today. You saw that? Anyway, yeah. things sits going in. Explain going that. In. Explain that. What? Well, he was apparently on site on January 6th. I, I totally forgot his name. He's a candidate. That's you okay. I have to look it up. One of the candidates running for governor in the States. Anyways, he, he was, there were about six of these governors that did tours of the, uh, two of the, of the, of the Capitol prior to January 6th. There's video footage of this. And so there's six people, I think it's six, uh, who are uh, being investigated for basically planning this. And uh, one of them, I guess, uh, was arrested today by the FBI. So it's going to go down. I'm looking forward to seeing the pieces of this puzzle that have yet to be shared, because there are some people who are flipping really quickly right now. Um, And definitely a Canadian connection with the Proud Boys. There are a couple of members of the Proud Boys that have been, uh, you know, charged with insurrection. That's a big deal. Big deal. Let's talk about some big deals. I just want to, it is close to home because when I was in office, I can't imagine the thinking of any politician, like if I, when I was at City Hall, to know that I'm going to be touring somebody who's planning something around city hall to show them the back entrance to show you what doors work which ones which ones are high security which ones are low have don't don't have security where the security guards might be hanging out you know what things where the entrance you know if you go to city hall in vancouver it's quite a complicated building actually it's like there's a and basement it, that you can enter in two or three different ways there's like a you know there's it's 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 weird and uh, but if you get a tour of it it actually could be very you know it's it it would be helpful to somebody who and I'm thinking this is exactly how how horrible that, that some that people would do this and tour these people around to show them how to get through that building. I just can't I just can't understand the thinking of that too. To is that ter- where we're headed? Where like Keith Baldry's favorite thing of taking kids on tours of the legislature that oh, they'll, I hope not. To, they'll stop that? I hope not too. I hope not too. So where do you want to start here? Do you want to start uh, well, you know, while we're talking about Vancouver, the, I tweeted out this, the mayor of Vancouver, this was a story in the Daily Hive, and Kenneth Chan, who I love, it's great, it's great stuff, uh, and he did the story on, too, on, right. on, on the mayor's uh, announcement on culture, and he had three main points. One was he's going to have a, uh, a, a downtown mayor, like a downtown grandma. Night, tree, nightmare. Night, nightmare. A nightmare. Where have I heard nope. that before? Uh, it was approved in, I think, 2017 by the council then. Not ah, sure whatever okay. happened to it, including, I believe, okay. the budget, if I look back. Uh, he was going to have uh, nightclubs open until 3 a.m., which is something Sam Sullivan tried as where, mayor. Uh, where have I heard that before? Uh, yeah, where, Sam Sullivan, MPA. It was to 4 a.m., actually, but on Granville Street. Uh, I, I, it was actually, I remember going to the bars when they were open until 4 a.m., and you'd be at the bar, and you'd be going, what, it's 4 a.m.? Oh, no, uh, because of course you stay there until they close. Anyways, that yeah. didn't last long because it would create a, a bit of. Crazy I'd like to stuff. chime in on that. Can I chime in on that? Yeah. Primary? Because as a longtime cocktail waitress, like I worked in downtown Vancouver, I worked at I worked at Kitts Pub, I worked at Eighty Sixth Street Music Hall. Um, you know, did, did some work at the Roxy. Um, it's one one o'clock, one thirty. Last call is ideal. Two o'clock, empty it out. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. Like cut off the booze sale at one thirty, and if everybody wants to stand around until two thirty or two forty-five, whatever. But as a waitress, 
you tend to two Tims. It's time for you to go. Your yeah. your, your opportunity well, to meet the one of your dreams is over. Get out. Get out. <laughs> tend to two Tims. Bye bye. And you might meet outside in the chaos that you're saying. You I think but you travel. You have to have the staggered closing. I think is right. Better. But we pushed. Right. We pushed everybody out. Like cutting off the drinking at one thirty and yes. pushing everybody out thirty min- within the thirty minute window. I think is the problem. I don't think extending liquor sales helps. I think extending from from last call at one thirty in the morning to whatever, make it three o'clock. No one's hanging out. If yes. you cut off liquor sale, sales at one thirty, no one's going to be there at three a.m. Some people are going to have had oh, no. more drinks and shooters or whatever on their table, and they'll stay there for a while and be silly and stupid and throw That's up right. all over the place, and then they'll leave. I mean, and the chores see, I was that I was supposed to do at ten a.m. won't get done at three in the afternoon. Instead, I'll exactly. like, get, get up early enough. If I'm sent to home to bed. Uh, anyways, too, yeah, so, yeah, the third one was, uh, the third oh, yeah, one was the third to, one? It was sports to, hosting to, something. Expand, no, it's, yeah, to expand the sport hosting committee operations that the city hall pays for to include other kinds of, uh, conferences and, but what are you talking have about? We have, we have the Vancouver economic commission. We spend millions of dollars, which I have always had a problem with this economic commission. Cause I, what is the point of it? But one of the main points of it is to, to, promote Vancouver to have people come here to apply for, you know, but whether it be conferences, film industry, yada, yada, yada. They already the exist. Same. You're already spending it millions of dollars on this. What are you doing? Why yeah. have you announced three things that already exist or, or shouldn't exist? I, I, I just, this is, this is the, this is the creativity we're getting for this election. The candidates, uh, you know, no offense. I'm not getting inspired by any of these people, to be honest. I'm really worried that I think turnout in Vancouver is going to be the worst in the history of the city. Because this election, I get the sense it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be weird. But none of the mayoral candidates right now are inspiring people, I don't think, the way they should. And that's really a problem. It's bizarre, really. I I, I think there might be, and this is my unspun I've learned from George over the, the years of us doing this weekly now, is I think that there might be the sense that inaction in this moment is better than taking some kind of action because it seems like every time there's like a re-announcement, a retread of stuff that's already happening. I mean, to the to the novice who doesn't really engage themselves in municipal politics, I guess they land on that and say, oh, well, look what he's doing. I totally agree with them. Where nerds like you and I are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then there are others who are getting all up about stuff that, I mean, what is this about the like the the saw that was at the dollar store? <laughs> like I was talking to Drex about it. He wrote a column, I think, for the for the Daily Hive on it because he's like, it's a gardening tool. Uh, Guess what? I, I they're know. at Home Depot. They're at Home Hardware. Yes. Well, yeah, they're but they're everywhere. behind. They're behind. You can't buy them off the shelf at Home Depot or Canadian Tire. It, it, oh, okay. John I didn't know Cooper, that. Actually, John Claridis, who's been the broken right. window guy, tweeted yeah. out uh, right. somebody had seen this at the dollar store at Hastings and Clark just a few blocks away from where this gas station attack happened. And the guy that was holding the machete, I put quotes mark, uh, was actually holding what was this actual gardening tool as was being mocked. So oh. this guy was holding, was chasing people at this at this gas station with this gardening tool that people are mocking. Uh, John Clarides, and then John Cooper, you, you, you retweeted John's, the John's, you know, and both the, John, the, the JC's, the JC's yeah, were at it. And so, and yeah. then I tweeted it out saying, get these off the shelf. What the heck? You know, you, you, you go to Canadian Tire, large knives, because if you work in retail, and especially if you're working close to the downtown, he said, or close to where there was an attack just a few days ago, 
Um, generally, you don't want uh, things that can be you know, used to rob you, for example, in that store. But oh my God, the the trolls! It just uh, it, that's why it must be an election year because uh, whoever turns these people on or winds these people up, or how wherever they come from, because I've never heard of ninety percent of these people. They've never attacked. I, I don't know where they came from. They came out of the the, the crevices of the earth to start attacking. Uh, to, to show how to out of touch John Cooper is, and that's not actually. It's like, what are you talking about? This is the exact same device that Pete was used in attack three days ago, two blocks from this location. Where do you think this guy might have got this thing from, people? But you couldn't even. I just, I just kind of went. I just took it. I, I, I kind of jumped in a couple times, and when Drex was like mocking as well. This is not people. Oh, no, so I'm going to say my uh, cars uh, has to be banned because I'm like, oh my god, seriously, this is a it's a very sharp device at a location that happened that was close to where there was a, a an attack with the same device. Uh, I didn't know it there was the is, same device, and I love that we are yes, talking there's a about picture this because as device, an unspun, the same one. as an unspun thing, I have gardening tools. I have a garden. I have sure. never purchased a garden uh, gardening tool from behind glass. I've never had to ask for it behind lock and key. I do have an axe. I do have a saw. I do have big major snips. Um, but at the same time, you buy I them think at the that, dollar store. Well, in the downtown I, no, East Side. I, no, but again, yeah. again, with everything that we have to worry about. This is my moderate. This would be my middle if I was still writing at the Orca. Please bring the Orca back. I miss writing for the Orca. I was really <laughs> loud about my my opinions. I'll continue to be loud here, however. But that's my middle here. It's like with so much broken municipally. Yes. Are we really focusing that much on a dollar store? I know it was out of control. Like it feels, it feels out of like control. It, it just it, to me, it was not about that anymore. This was about something bigger that yeah. it shows me how ugly this election is going to be and how bang that's a bang well, on. That's George. what was scared me. And you know what happened? Yeah. John Clarides, who uh, has been doing, can't just shut down. His, he just shut. Nah, he just basically uh. shut his Twitter account down. Just turned it off. Deleted it. Like I don't need this. He's a private citizen uh, trying to help. And then he's this, been you know, so, yeah, so he just, much a champion. 2,000 followers for, turned it off. Bye bye. Right. Click, goodbye forever. I don't need Businesses. this. And uh, that's what the trolls do. And I mean, John had you know good intentions. John Cooper, you know, maybe you should, shouldn't use the word machete. Um, but you know, I, I'm just thinking, oh my god, this is going to get so ugly. And Twitter is the ugliest place, of course, as you know, in the world of uh, social media. Yeah. And right? only, but only 20 percent of North Americans are actually on Twitter. Yes. So but we need to good, keep that in mind. Uh, yes. Twitter's not real. I get lots of people <laughs> coming at me on Twitter and I will like, bye-bye, yes. bye-bye, bye-bye. You, you take people on way more than I do. You are, yeah. you know. You, there are still I, people screaming in the wind at me on Twitter that I don't know about because I've muted them long ago and they can keep <laughs> at it. I don't care. I really, I don't care because it speaks to them when they can't stop coming at me. Like, I'll take you right back to the very beginning hub those cyclists who want to say i'm a yeah, bicycle they're... hater i have four bikes in five bikes in my garage two of them are e-bikes like a circus we show are in your house you ride four bikes we at could. the same time yeah yeah i love cycling i am a huge advocate of cycling i am not a huge advocate of closing down a lane in stanley park that don't even get me started on the park board we weren't this wasn't on our list but 
I, I was driving to in my car. I'm sorry, everybody. <gasps> to the office. I live in Yaletown. My office is over on the other side you of the bridge drove? here, close to City Hall. I know I drove. And I and I and you saw some of the pictures this week of uh, all the midi mediums and medians in the city, all grass like six feet high or whatever. Most of them, in, a lot of them in Yaletown. So they were they were they were trimming them today, but because they had left it so long and the grass was so high and so uh, such a mess. They had to shut down an entire lane all the way through Yaletown for all day, actually, and I think yesterday as well. They had a crew of at least they had two trucks. They had a crew of like 10 guys in there with all the different devices of weed, weed eaters. Of and they, couldn't, they couldn't lawnmower this thing because it was like too high. And so the amount of manpower that they had to get in there to bring this thing back to so you could actually walk on the sidewalk that's there uh, was unbelievably. And so just a... Again, the epitome of mismanagement by a park board that I was like, this is just like, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. This yeah. is like, uh, anyways. But it's super frustrating. Yeah. No, it's not. It, I think it's, it's really so important. I mean, that's a, and a big topic because I've been filling in, as I said, for on the Jill Bennett show and just randomly brought up the conversation about graffiti. We actually had Pete Fry, uh, Councillor Fry on um, about graffiti and the, and the motion this week about what city council is trying to do to help businesses, right? Like giving a, sure. particularly in Chinatown, because there is like hate graffiti in Chinatown. So the, mm -hmm. the debate about whether graffiti is art or is it vandalism and what's the difference? We had a big discussion on this on the show and, and really unpacked it and even had Smokey Dion, who's like one of the iconic graffiti artists in this province and certainly on the downtown East side. And he's even saying like, the taggers and the people that are painting over other people's art with with awful um, uh, visuals are just, you know, they're ruining it for everybody, as they say. Like, what can be yeah. done? Should there be graffiti zones? We've talked about it here before. But, you know, the attempt to make something better is is so difficult in this current climate. Like you said, in an election, you're going back to the original point of Kennedy Stewart's retread of things that have already happened. How about you get on board with some of the difficult subjects that are actually at the forefront here? The broken window issue that you've been talking about since this mayor took office. Um, the graffiti issues that you've dealt with as a small business owner that mm -hmm. you've had to paint the side of your building Smash time and time again. And like, graffiti, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I mean, these are the things that get lost in the sparkly things uh, of, of an election year. And it feels like election years, particularly with this mayor, uh, the election campaign starts the second he took office. Yeah, he, the second he, he, he won, did. he started More campaigning. Greg yeah. Roberts never did. Yeah, and Which we is already talked something. last week about his, his his slush fund and the money he has as a as a mayor. You know, I and I think uh, and of course today there because and I, I told the story a while ago and I always use this metaphor as my strata council and I'm the treasurer of my strata council. I have I try to be on there. I have been for years. Because I yeah. like to control money, <laughs> so but you you're know, very one controlling, things, George. One, one no, of the things not. that I, one of the things I always support is this fund that's meant for cleaning out in a one p a parking level. People just dump their garbage there, like their old furniture, and uh, it costs us, I think, fifteen hundred dollars every two months to get somebody to come in and move all this stuff out of there. But the alternative is people leave well because this is human nature i don't know why they do this we'll leave these things they don't want they don't want to throw them away they're too lazy whatever the reasons are maybe they're i don't know what their problem is they'll put them in they'll the put, lane they'll put them in the lane they'll put them in stairwells they'll, yeah. little, they'll find little holes somewhere to shove this stuff you're like oh for god's sakes so we budget for it the city i don't understand how the city cannot be thinking okay we have this graffiti problem here we think you can literally measure how much yeah. this graffiti is happening and how much it would cost to be tenacious 
uh, getting rid of it. That's the key to it. You have to, like the broken windows concept, you have to deal with it immediately. Uh, and and as a business, in my building, immediately somebody spray paints on the side of our building, it's gone within a couple of hours, gone. It's a commitment by the building owner that, that they do this for, for, for me as a tenant and the other tenant. And and as soon as I see it, I call it, get, get it off there. And they come in, they paint it. So you got to be tenacious so that otherwise the whole wall, the whole building would, I mean, would be graffiti. So the city doesn't seem to understand, uh, and this council certainly doesn't understand that, that you have to be tenacious. You have to budget for this stuff. You have to plan for it. You have to assume it's going to happen. Uh, assume the, the worst, hope for the best, budget for the inevitable, I think. Right, that's it, because we are a growing city. They keep talking about how the city yeah. is growing and we need to build for the growth and we need to plan for the future, like the Broadway plan, which is yes. uh, uh, 42 uh -huh. amendments so far we hear at 3 o'clock. There are Saturday. as many amendments almost as there are communications people. So they, everybody gets an amendment. Everybody You get an amendment. amendment. I get an, you amendment. Get an amendment. amendment. Everybody gets an amendment. Cheers. Woo. This is a tradition. Mm. If you're new to Unspun Podcast, every time we mention that there are 42 communications oh, people at that, Vancouver City, there's probably 48 now. I'm sure I mean, 50. let's be real. There's yeah. 50. There's there's 70, Keep 72. <laughs> Keep going. I mean, I mean. So, yeah, so Broadway I mean, plan. Broadway plan, 52 amendments. So for those who don't know what an amendment 42, is. 42, 42, 42. Yep, 42. You got a report that staff have spent the last kind of four years working on I when I was on council in 2018 we approved this planning process for Broadway yeah. from Main Street basically all the way down now to God knows where UBC almost Arbutus for it sure it's Arbutus for sure it's Main it's to, to Arbutus yeah it was meant to focus on the, the, the new rail line that's going underground so anyways four years later we have a plan and it's an election year and as we've talked about before of course, now it's gotten political. So now you have uh, 11 people elected in the in our city council in Vancouver, and they all want to have a say. So between them, they have come up with 42 amendments. So they've decided that there are 42 different things in this report that they can change because they're engineers. Mm, no. Not. If you have that many problems with your this, this report, send, send it, it back. back. Send it back. Send it back. Send it back. Which might be what happens in the end. We won't know when this airs. They might have finished this debate and have voted on it. Uh, with 42 amendments, though, I don't even know. That's You're looking at each amendment, and then it can be in a sub-amendment, like an amendment on an amendment. You can do an amendment on an amendment. On, I think there are maximum three amendments on an amendment, I think it is. And you, you just explained right there in those words why I'm not in politics. <laughs> yes, I, my, head, my head would I'm explode. either. Yeah. In a way that I would not be able to manage my anger, <laughs> sitting in a room full of people pretending to be oh, experts God. in the field that they do not work in, and then and and doing it in a way that's that's for ego maybe or for uh, mm -hmm. for like yeah, the, the appearance the appearance yeah the appearance of I mean yeah it's bad it's and bad. they're hardworking people can we just go back to the fact that they're very hardworking people in city hall they're very hardworking staff members in city hall there are councillors that have really good intentions but this type of a council like october 15 2022 is election day and typically in a municipal election what 40% of people vote 100% of people complain Less but 40% of people vote and this has to be a year that we get more engagement in what is at stake here. This city needs its citizens to step up, stand up, and understand how the, 
the, the council must work together in order to do the things like we said, how many times if we had a dollar for every time we said, I'd like some transparency and a list of priorities so we can look at what is getting done, what is not getting done and what needs what to get concept. done and the things that we can add to it. I mean, this is not hard. If, we, <laughs> if the mayor hard. even just said that out loud, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to look at what we're prioritizing now. Or if any of the candidates wanted to say the very first thing I do would be to look at what the city's priorities are currently and and adjust it to reflect the needs of the community. Like, come on, it's not hard. I want to I want to see one of these candidates literally present their budget, what they would do with the money. Uh, and take 30% off that budget and show me what you can do. If you understand how you want to be running this thing, you want to be the mayor of the city, you better understand the money. And I want you to bring a right. budget to me as a voter and show me how you're going to do it. Take take me through the budget. It's not that hard. You can create uh-huh. a nice simple budget by department and then show me where you what you plan to do and what you're going to prioritize with that money. You should have enough information to provide me with, you know, how much would you use for cleaning streets? Okay, if it's, you know, is it going to be a 30% increase in cleaning streets? You can do the math on what that would cost. Okay, yeah. now I've added 30% because that's going to get to the goals of getting cleaner streets or or whatever. If you, you know, th- then show me after you've done that, what's left to do your pet projects because there ain't going to be any money left. And no. you would not win the next election if you tried to present, if you presented that budget, a real budget saying, this is what I'm going to do. First, prioritize the things that must be done by the city and then how much money have i got left over if i use the 1.3 billion dollars that this budget is uh per year operating budget uh you're going to be spending that money really fast if you want to achieve the minimum goals of a city uh like vancouver and uh you can you know surrey should do the same thing we'll flip over let's talk about surrey you've got a police you get a new police force and show me how that's going to work but now we're going to have well you go ahead well, I mean, is, it's ooh. it's a thing. Like, uh, okay, Doug McCallum, clearly uh, a city hall that has been anything but uh, running like a well-oiled machine, fair to say. Uh, headed, to, yeah. headed towards October 15th, 2022. There are now more uh, people jockeying for position for that mayoral seat mm-hmm. in Surrey. Uh, Ginny Sims has added her name to the list of people. She came in, I was reading Justin McElroy's column on this and I thought he put it really quite succinctly. Um, definitely a well-known name mm-hmm. uh, and and a, a current NDP MLA and, and now running for mayor. So she's, you know, wearing a couple hats, yeah. going to be an MLA while campaigning to, to be mayor, which is okay. Uh, but Justin McElroy pointed right, out that he she? was, that she, she, yeah. I don't even know what she is, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, um, uh, he, Justin had said something to the effect that she's she's heavy on quotes, but light on uh, policy. So she's not really bringing what she's going to do differently. She's just saying, this is dysfunctional, therefore I'm here. Which, I mean, I guess for some people in Surrey, they're just looking for there not to be uh, a current mayor who is... The reason Doug McCallum won... Charged with mischief. Was, yeah. Well, the reason McCallum won is because there were three people running last time. The two other ones split the vote, 28,000 each. McCallum came out the middle, won the campaign. It's the same thing that's going to happen in Vancouver. Kenny Stewart's going to win, uh, just like he did last time, because the, the vote was split uh, with uh, you know the many candidates running on the right. The mayor right. is an independent on the left, kind of slipped up the middle and just took, you know, with a, a 52, 3,000 votes. I mean, Gregor Robertson got 90,000 votes to be the mayor. This guy got in as a mayor with 50 plus thousand. 
and this time he's going to win again with 35,000. And Ken Sim thinks he can win because he only lost by 600 or something, right? Yeah, not yeah, six or nine hundred. Yeah, uh, and then and of course, but he didn't have the NPA brand, which he's got a new right. brand. He's trying to build up this brand. He, yeah, he has lots of money. But building a new brand, you're assuming the letter are paying attention. They're not. I would say that five percent of the time, people in the in any community are paying attention to what's going on politically. You know, right. So we only sure, got three you know, We've only got three minutes left, and I want to get to that because Curve Communications, which is your business, uh, mm-hmm. what do you think about the BC Liberals um, perhaps this weekend voting to change their name? I, I would advise against it. I don't get it. I think it's uh, it's really tough to change a name. I also think that the liberal brand is actually effective for them to get that mushy middle. We talk a lot about that. It's certainly a case of Vancouver. In order to win mayor, you got to get that centrist vote, you know, the, the middle, the mushy people who swing a little bit here and there. We don't and know. It's not, not the federal solid. liberals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, but there, but a lot of them are federal liberals who who vote like that locally, and and provincially. And so, if you get rid of that liberal name and you get rid of that brand and you have a new brand, it it opens up the opportunity for the conservative party to really rank, you know, ramp things up. But you know, Kevin, Kevin's, you know, he's he's a strategic guy, and I, we'll see what happens. For but sure. uh, it's very very risky, very Dave, very risky. D- David Mosscrop, political scientist, uh, columnist for the Globe and Mail and the Washington Post uh, and author. I had him on the show today. I love talking with David about this stuff. And he came at it from the, because I said, what do you think? Like, where do you go with rebranding? Like what? And he goes, the BC party? Like that kind of simplistic sort of no frills, no name brand. We are you kind of. And I thought, oh, hmm. Interesting. I think somebody already owns it, though, I, if I recall. Oh, but uh, so I don't think they can go with it. Maybe that. it's you who owns it. <laughs> yeah, but all the URLs. You uh, did. You do. Yeah. Sneaky. Um, I don't know. I, it's going to be an interesting process. I would recommend against it. I would say focus on leadership. Focus on on your values. Focus on your on your what you want to achieve. Uh, inspire the voters name uh which would be an argument i suppose for why a name change could work because you could do those same things with a new name but i just worry uh you know for the liberals uh, bc liberals is that uh it, it could empower the conservatives and therefore split the vote and uh you'd end up with another well you will probably will have an ndp government next time but we'll probably, see yeah. but it'll, it'll be tough no, to beat. let's let's end off with uh, a george app like a george underscore and at george <laughs> underscore for Affleck, I told you so, because uh, oh, on the yeah. federal stage, just oh, on the yes. federal stage, interest rates. <laughs> interest rates. They're not, uh, they're not doing the job because uh, inflation is still going crazy. And, uh, uh, you know, there's some stories coming out that saying, you know, if your mortgage is coming due in 2026, you're going to see, you know, with potential, you know, 300% increase in your in your mortgage fees. It, it, it's it's disastrous if it keeps going. And, and of course, I predicted this is not like rocket science. This is pretty common uh, historically. And when you overspend as a government, when you print money, uh, it leads to massive inflation after the, the troubles are over. I'm not saying that we, what solution do we have during the pandemic, no. but it's it's there's an assumption that this is what happens and it's happening. So I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah, no, I said you have to say what, it what simply. To I told you so. I told, I told you so you is so. what you're telling <laughs> you. I told you so. <laughs> Thank you. You called it. You called it. Yeah, well. That's all the time we have. Because we unspunpodcast.com. That's where you always find George Affleck and Jody Vance. We do it yep. weekly and we keep it tight. 30 minutes. We went 30 seconds over. Say goodbye, George. Bye. Bye.